This, this is University Radio Bath. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the They Think It's All Over podcast. They Think It's All Corona from University Radio Bath. My name is Owen Midder and this week we've been talking about the return of the Premier League. It is back finally Wednesday night, saw the first couple of games under a new format with no fans in the stadium and some really interesting talking points to come in the show today. Obviously, the goal line technology failing in that first game. What does that mean for refereeing, for VAR? And of course, in the second match, a David Luiz disaster class as Arsenal succumbed to a 3-0 loss to Manchester City. That result could really shape the top four this season and we'll look ahead to the rest of the fixtures uh, that can shape the Champions League places. We're also looking towards the bottom. Aston Villa, of course, uh, benefiting from that goal line technology error against Sheffield United. How will that help them stay up? And of course, we'll be reviewing matches from the Bundesliga as they've been going on and are, in fact, coming towards the end of their season now, as well as La Liga as well. All that to come on this week's episode of They Think It's All Over. They think it's all over. It is So the Premier League is finally back and I'm here to discuss it all with the usual lineup of David Morgan. All right, mate. Matthew Dawes. How's things? And Scott Hyron. You love to see it. You do love to see it indeed. The first two matches of the Premier League coming back just last night. Uh, we're obviously recording this on Thursday this week, a little bit of a later one for you. There's so much going on this week. I think we had to get the reaction in after the first couple of games. Uh, boys, what, what did you make of it? What, what was the return like? Finally, good to see it back. Oh, it was incredible. Um, I started watching the build-up at half four, and the, the, op- <laughs> the opening montage no. gave me goosebumps. In all honesty, classic Sky Sports. Really. As soon as you hear the music coming in, like the yeah. intro is ridiculous. Um, plenty of contro- controversy as well, which is obviously good to see in the first two games. Um, obviously, City Arsenal, what a match, really. And I think. I'll leave Hiron to sort of deal it in. Obviously, the City picking up the big win. Oh, um, I mean, I was I was very happy. Um, Sterling with the first Premier League goal uh, since the restart. Well, despite, it shouldn't have been. But. D- despite all of the uh, of the haters, of course. But um, yeah, emphatic win by City, who I don't think played any pre pre season games. Um, obviously, Arsenal had a bit of preparation, but. <laughs> Um, but our, our class just showed on the day I, uh, we have got the better players and so when we perform like that there's not there's not much you can do about it apart from obviously uh, one of your main defenders not doing what they did that day David Luiz I think as Rod will probably explain is just so um, <laughs> is frustrating uh, the, fir- the first mistake was probably unfortunate but of the second one you can't be doing that and then getting yourself sent off just you yeah. can't but emphatic win by city very great way to start the uh, start the campaign yeah big win for city obviously but as you alluded to there hyron it was probably arsenal's own doing in the end i think louise coming on as a substitute and conceding <laughs> an awful goal to raheem sterling and then subsequently getting a red card um, and what was it? What was it, minutes on the pitch for him? I can't mean very many at all. Twenty-five. Twenty-five minutes. I think, on the yeah, pitch. he came on in like the nineteenth minute, and he got sent off in the forty-ninth or something like yeah, that. Like yeah. it was, it was <laughs> David Luiz disaster class. I think is the only way to sum it up. Really, yeah. um, the first one was, you know, you could put it down to lack of lack of match fitness from him because he obviously he wasn't starting for a reason but in the second one I'll I'll disagree with that it's a mistake he didn't know where he was it's Louise FC players make mistakes I was saying the first one you could maybe sort of you know chalk it up but the second one both in the same game that's just an awful (laughs) performance they're both just lazy I think he's just so clumsy the second one was just he he lost his head Um, quite simply he just he wasn't thinking there you know I, personally, I think the sending off was a bit harsh, cons- but you can see why it was given. But you know, he just shouldn't be doing that, grabbing the players. I think yeah, it's, like it's not a bad challenge, but it is denying a goal-scoring yeah, opportunity. Yeah. Scoring, so. At the yeah. end of the day, it's you know, it, sh- it should be red, but you know, he was just he shouldn't have done it. It's just silly. Yeah, um, he came out um, individually after the game. He he said you know that he wasn't going to let anyone else do the press conference afterwards, and he basically owned up to saying that the team. The team didn't deserve how he performed that day and that the loss was entirely his fault, which is a fair statement, and I do respect him for coming out and saying that because lots of players 
who put in a performance like that would have just hid in the dressing room from it. Yeah. And then met, issued an apology or something on yeah, social fair, media. Fair play to him owning up to it. Yeah. It's interesting as well because he said he hasn't got, he, has, he only signed a one year deal with the club, so he hasn't got very long left and it's not looking like it's going to get extended. <laughs> Especially right. not after that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I personally think. Uh, um, as much as he's he is trying for the club, he just hasn't put in good enough performances for us, and unfortunately, I think he has to go. Worth the eight mil? <laughs> not not at the moment. No, no. no, no. He, he was doing a job before. You could forgive the odd mistake for the eight mil, but this this is just too, one too, too one many. Too many, yeah, too yeah. too many, I guess. Well, obviously, City keeping the pressure on Liverpool in a way, I guess, um, <laughs> by winning that game. Liverpool can't win the league at the weekend. They got to wait wait another week. Um, but well, three days. <laughs> yeah, I guess. City, the good thing for them is they're cementing that position in the top four this this year. Obviously, it was a little bit in doubt at one point. You know, there's not really many points between City and the likes of fifth, sixth place, United, Sheffield, Sheffield United as well. Hiron, do you think you're pretty much guaranteed top four now? Uh, I think, I suppose, whether it actually matters in terms of uh, the Champions League next season is, is one thing. But I think in terms of we're just rawly, like looking at top four, I think we're looking quite good for it. I think, again, emphatic performance. The players are still hungry. They still want to perform at their best, and Pep wants the best as well. So I I do see good things coming from the team uh, in the coming weeks. Arsenal's like a good side, so to beat them should give us confidence to beat other like fairly good, good teams as well. Mm. And then Rod, of course... Arsenal, long way off top four now. <laughs> is top top half even in in doubt? I don't think top half's in doubt. I think I think Europe <laughs> European football's in doubt now. Yeah. Considering the sort of bad run of forms and I mean, there's a possibility that eighth place gets Europa League if City's bans upheld. Yeah. And which, a Champions League club wins the FA Cup, then eighth place would get Europa League. Yeah, I think I think the next game will be telling because at the moment the squad's looking quite weak. Who have you got next? Uh, Brighton, uh, Brighton at home, which should be, be we need, there, it's a surely. must win really. But they'll fight some relegation. They'd, yeah, you have to win that one, I think. I wouldn't say as I think top half of the table is looking quite nervy. I mean, you're, I think the you're squad, only a point clear of Palace, who are below you. Think, Burnley, you are below. I think you. the squad will bounce back, but the squad has got some gaps in it. Like we were incredibly unlucky last night to get two injuries in like, yeah. the first half, yeah, which is really, which is really where the team fell apart. Hmm. Before then, we were sort of we weren't we weren't creating many chances, but we were sort of keeping keeping City under wraps and sort of staying within the game. The, the tide could have potentially if we got a few lucky chances turned in our favour but then sort of you know Mary comes off which was so unfortunate to see because we've barely seen him play mm-hmm. since his loan move um, began and I, I do still think the club should activate the option to buy clause it's only 10 million um, and we need defenders can't be much worse than David Luiz exactly because <laughs> um, Socrates is injured at the moment and I don't know about I'm not exactly I believe Holding could also be lacking fitness so we're really lacking in centre backs at the moment mm. Of course, it would be a benefit to uh, lose David Luiz for the next three matches, I think. I think whoever you replace him with probably could be better than himself. I, 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 hear, I saw that Brighton are actually trying to get the red card rescinded, so he's actually available for the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read that on Twitter earlier, so yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they were looking into that. <laughs> you alluded to it earlier there, Hiron, that Sterling obviously getting the first goal back in the Premier League. But Shouldn't have been. Like I say, we could, have, we could have had one a little bit earlier. Obviously, the early kickoff. Uh, between Aston Villa and Sheffield United had a goal denied because of goal and te- technology. <laughs> I, I don't know what your thoughts on it were, boys, but uh, it looked pretty clear and obvious to me. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a goal. I mean, everyone knew it. Everyone, everyone can obviously see that now. But and Hawkeye even themselves, you know, the guys in charge of goal and technology, admitted that it was a goal and should a goal should have been awarded. But they said one in nine thousand games or something like this is the mm. first time this sort of things happened that. The keepers, the defender, the post were all in the right position to block all the cameras. But I mean, looking back, it looks a bit ridiculous. And I think I don't, I just don't understand why VAR isn't stepping in. Really, obviously, the technology wasn't wasn't working for whatever reason. Um, and I think VAR have a look at it. Go, actually, boys, there's a, there's a goal here. Let's just give it. I um, think that's the problem. Is that you know, technology does fail sometimes. Yeah. Happens in all sports. Happens in all walks of life. You know, and it's the first. It's the first time anything's gone wrong with GLT. I mean, it's been a brilliant addition to the game. Mm. Um, so I mean, the first time it goes wrong, surely VAR should be able to step in and be like, actually. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the, the backup system was there, but just wasn't used. Didn't you know? use it. I, I don't know why. I literally, well, I mean, English refs, I guess, but 
It's good. It was it was brilliant to see it back. It had to happen in the Prem, didn't it? <laughs> first Shocking game. error yeah. in the yeah. first game. But. So, yeah. Certainly can't blame um, Oliver for it anyway. No, no, I mean, no. As, as the on-field ref, if you watch doesn't buzz, you're not going to think anything of it really. No. Because the, the technology is that trusted, I suppose everyone was just in the assumption that it just wasn't a goal. Mm. Obviously, you, you saw it on the cameras afterwards and it was, but mm. it's, that re- it's that reliable. You just don't really question it, you know? So... Uh, pretty yeah. insane. I think as well that I know the rule is that you can't change things once the game's kicked off again. But I think again the the people in the VAR booth they, as they have done all season, they've lacked the guts to sort of actually step up and put their foot down properly. Yeah. Um. And really, if they put their foot down and said, you know, hold on, could we just look at this for thirty seconds? They could comfortably see mm-hmm. that it was a goal, and then they could then, after having that thirty second check say can we please get a confirmation from Hawkeye that everything has worked mm. properly because from our point of view it's clearly a goal yeah. there and then that's that's really been the problem all season that they just they lack stepping in mm. putting their foot down yeah. which is what you want them to do it's what they do in uh, rugby yeah take the time over it yeah mm. Well, of course, the other scenes we saw from those first couple of games back were um, a really great gesture from all the players in taking the knee mm-hmm. before the game, um, supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. We saw on the backs of everyone's shirts the names replaced by Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and they've got the, the sleeve badges supporting it too. Um, what do you make of that, boys? I think it, obviously in America has been criticised quite a lot, the t- taking the knee during the anthem, mm. but in the UK especially, I think a lot of support for that kind of movement. Yeah, I think it was, it was very powerful. Um, I think the fact that it wasn't talked about before the game, like no one knew it was going to happen, I think that's what made it even better. Um, as soon as the whistle went, even you know the likes of Michael Oliver, the referees, took a knee as well, which is good to see. Um, and I think we'll be looking back over those images for years to come. Um, it was a Brilliant, brilliant gesture from all, all involved. Yeah, yeah. As Dawes said, it's it's something that I think we all, as football fans, will remember for years to mm. come. Really big, powerful gesture, mm. and you know, it's sort of that the taking the knee is very much as as it started with Colin Kaepernick in America, become a sort of show of taking a stand against racism, yeah. which which has no place anywhere. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Some of those players which we've seen taking a stand against races and the likes of Sterling and, mm. and Marcus Rashford as well, who was in the news again this week, actually, mm. for a different reason. Obviously, in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, the government's been providing uh, free school meal vouchers for kids that aren't in school and would usually get their, their food from the school canteen. Uh, and they had um, threatened to stop those vouchers mm. for the six weeks in the summer break. But uh, Rashford's been leading a campaign to to step in and get the government to support that. And, and how did that go, Dawes? Yeah, I mean... Boris Johnson came out a few days ago saying, yeah, we are going to scrap the, the the vouchers. And then a day later, he overturned his decision after the backlash. I mean, Rashford, for me, is quickly becoming one of my favourite players in the history of football, you know, for his off, off-field antics. I've seen a lot of Liverpool fans even saying, you know, even if he scored against us, he'd still, you know, still applaud him. I think sports personality of the year, it has to go to Rashford after this. I mean, for me, he's done more for this country than Boris Johnson and Theresa May combined. <laughs> he's provided. I mean, I think it's twenty million pounds he's raised for homeless charities. He's feeding three million kids kids a week. I mean, it's ridiculous what he's doing, um, and it's it's so good to see that MPs are finally actually listening to footballers and not <laughs> rinsing him. I, I mean, I'm sure as soon as he makes a mistake, they'll be all over the press again. Or oh, Rash was this, Rash was that. But <laughs> what what a gesture he's been! Brilliant campaigner and. He's a great role model for kids all around the world. Yeah, we'd love to see it. He's obviously, he spoke about it, um, how he's had to rely on the same system, um, yeah. needing like free school meals and stuff. He's not come from a privileged uh, background. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's like a campaign which means a lot to him. So even as a City fan, for example, and as Dawes was saying with um, Liverpool fans, you, you can only respect the guy. And I've got, as, as a human being, he's obviously very likeable, yeah. uh, a massive, massive respect to him. And I think, yeah, he sports personality a year. What, like, why not? I think he, he'd certainly deserve it for his on-field and off-field uh, yeah. antics. Brilliant. Yeah, I guess the vote from us here at they think it's all over um, obviously talking about United then mm. uh, looking forward to Friday night doors is that, is that the next game or have we got two yeah. games on Friday two games um, I'm not sure. I think it's Norwich Southampton before us uh, 6pm but then we kick off at 8.15 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium um, I'm looking forward to the game obviously you know it's good to have United back but unfortunately for Spurs they're going to have the likes of Kane and Son back, back fully fit um, Deli Ali is banned 
after his uh, coronavirus tweet a few months ago, taking the mick, which obviously sums up Deli Ali really is a bit of a disgrace. Um, was that banned from Tottenham or was that from the FA? Where I think it was the from? FA. Um, Misconduct. Ali's been banned for that, but the likes of Jack Grealish, Kyle Walker, mm. we saw playing last night, yeah. and they are obviously in breach of lockdown conditions, and they've not faced a ban. It's very interesting. Um, mm. I think Ali Ali posted like a picture on his um, on his Twitter with him with a face mask saying "Stay away" or some you know some some somebody with the coronavirus. Um, yeah, surprising that they haven't sort of taken action against Walker and Grealish. I think Grealish has today been charged, like officially, by you know by the police for his for his antics. Um, but yeah. I'm, Obviously, Deli Ali is a big player for Spurs, so it's good that he's he's not playing. Um, and I'm just buzzing to see the likes of Bruno Fernandes, Pogba, and Rashford back fully fit again. Fernandes, yeah, Bruno Fernandes. Sorry, Fernandes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, we were in such good form before before lockdown. You know, 13 undefeated, um, including 11 wins and two draws in that time. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think it's a massive game. If we win, we go level points with Chelsea as well. So top four races back on I was going to say that that top four race is really interesting this mm. year because obviously Arsenal and, and even Spurs aren't aren't really in it they're, no. they're looking at fighting for those mm-hmm. last couple of Europa League places what are your predictions boys for the, for the top four as it plays out we've got Leicester in the mix mm. City there Chelsea obviously with a potential big signing which we'll talk about mm. a little bit later on um, but who do you see as, as the top four coming in at the end of the season I mean, I mean obviously Liverpool title and I think after City's win yesterday they'd have to back them for second um, and then I'm going to be controversial and go United third and, and, <laughs> and, and, say and that. Uh, Leicester fourth with Chelsea just missing out um, I just think our fixtures are quite favourable compared to everyone else around us um, Chelsea are obviously a good side and they've got some key players coming back from injury but I really, I really fancy us especially with Pogba and Rashford back fully fit so yeah, I think that'll be that's my top four. Hiron, do you do you agree with that or anything um, different to say? To, uh, to some extent, um, I think third. I think Leicester will probably get that third place. I think they're in a good position to do so, um, being very consistent. Um, I think it's it's hard to make any real judgment at the minute because of, we haven't seen any of the other teams play yet. No, yeah. You can make better maybe assumptions of Arsenal and City and um, and and the others. Uh, so say United and Chelsea it's difficult but I think it'll certainly be one of those two that'll get fourth place I think um, depending on how they come out on the weekend it's Sheffield Knight in the mix do you think or not? I think I think they'll just miss out but I think they'll they'll get that um, Europa League spot I mean if if we're not in the Champions League I, I can definitely see them getting fifth 100% uh, and they could get Champions League mm. through that route which for Sheffield would be quite something I think yeah. um, I'd love that Real the, Madrid the, the coming to Bramall Lane Sheffield United <laughs> team to make European football and to make the yeah, Champions it League be, yeah it must be yeah. Yeah. it has to be incredible yeah I think it'd be interesting to see with Sheffield if they just miss out on it you know could that be down to the the failure of goal on technology mm-hmm. yeah we'll be very they miss out by a point or two missed Wilder out, will not be a happy boy yeah behind. missed out by two points mm. Due to the failure of yeah. the technology, I mean, it also could have an effect in a relegation battle if, if Villa stay up because yeah, of it. exactly. Yeah, yeah. could be very interesting. Could even see a potential lawsuit. Yeah, who knows? Who knows, who knows what's going to happen with that? <laughs> Obviously, then looking ahead to this year's Champions League, we've got a few matches to be played mm-hmm. out. Uh, I think they just announced the the schedule for it, and mm-hmm. it is as we dreamed, the World <laughs> Cup style <laughs> tournament. What's the oh, story, Dawson? It's ridiculous. Um, so the Champions League. Um, the 7th, 7th and 8th of August all the remaining second leg fixtures so I know City you've got Real Madrid come to the Etihad all of those games will be played in the original sort of stadium so they will be playing at the Etihad but then from the 12th of August on it'll be a 12 day knockout tournament for the quarterfinals semifinals and then the final one legged ties for each all played in Lisbon so I think that's going to be incredible to watch. And then the Europa League is basically doing the exact same, um, but starting between the 10th and the 21st of August. So, I mean, I think there's only three days from the 7th to the 25th of August that doesn't have European football on. Are they going to be in Lisbon as well? So those know? are in Germany, across oh, okay. four towns, which is quite interesting. interesting. Um, all that, really close together, but... Was the European was the Europa League going to be held there, the final held there anyway? Or? Um, no, it was in Poland, so oh, I don't right. know why. I mean, I, Germany obviously got a good record with Corona at the moment, so yeah. maybe, that's, maybe that's why they've decided on that venue, but... It's the same as um, the Champions League in terms of the remaining round of 16 fixtures will also be played at the original uh, stadiums a week before that. So we've got last coming to United, you know, even though we have 5-0 up, so it's pretty pointless. But yeah. obviously 
Home advantage. Yeah. Mm. Come on. <laughs> you excited with that, Hiron? Obviously, we've been talking about the World Cup style tournament a lot here on the Think It's All Over over the last few weeks. It's finally coming to fruition, and hopefully, City will be there in the next round. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm very excited. I think it's uh, it's the right thing to do uh, to get rid of the competition at this stage would have been devastating. I think, especially from our point of view, again, because of all the ambiguity with uh, the Champions League at the minute. But it's it's just so exciting, and even though unfortunately there's not been any fans or anything there, um, to still play at the the pedigree of the game, like the the um, Champions League, mm. it, it's just so exciting. I can't wait for that. It really, two it, I, two weeks where it's just going to be ridiculous. It really plays into your hands as well. I think obviously not not going over two legs. I mean, it'll probably deal out teams like Barcelona who are notorious bringing teams back to the new camp and getting the win. So I mean, a, a, on a one-off game, it's anyone's. I mean, it seems like Atalanta, who have already qualified for the the quarterfinals, they must be licking their lips, thinking, "Hang on, we could oh. do this here. Three good games, and we've won the Champions League." Which, well, that's, that's what I'd love to see something like that, you know. Um, but I don't think City will ever get a better chance of winning it. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But I think so excited. Obviously, Ma- Madrid are back, and they're looking quite good with they Hazard are. fully back fit. So I'm looking forward to that second leg. Of course, we await the uh, results of the City trial on whether they'll be banned for the next two years from Champions League which is expected in early July so stay tuned to they think it's all over over the next few weeks to find out the result from that and get all the reaction from Scott Hyron himself <laughs> I can't wait for him to be salty when they get a four year ban <laughs> you'd love to see it you really would of course the, the other big announcement from UEFA this week was uh, regarding Euro 2020 or Euro 2021 or is it Euro 2020, but just in 2021? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, that's not, UEFA. Decided not to rebrand it to, due to all the, the branding that's already been printed, I think. Um, but anyway, they've uh, they've announced the the scheduled dates for the fixtures next summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite interested in, in that they've actually gone basically with the original schedule. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people thought that maybe it would be a smaller scale because obviously it's this... Platini legacy of around Europe tournament and twelve countries, all this nonsense. <laughs> in the yeah. midst of a pandemic, surely that doesn't seem like such a good idea. I mean, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting. I mean, maybe even if it's still quite bad by that point, maybe they just do it without fans. But then I, I, I think don't know. I'm, I'm starting to look at flights and hotels mm. and stuff for Baku again. That's what I mean. Yeah, but like. We might not even be in the state. You might not be able know? to be able to go. Um, it's very interesting that they've decided to do this. It's classic UEFA, really. <laughs> if I were them, I'd just see, say, you know, we'll do it in France or we'll do it in England, just to keep things easier. But I mean, if you get a trip to Baku mid, I don't think you'd be too upset if you get a nice, nice few weeks in the sunshine. Yeah, it'd be all right. But be all right. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> there's, I think there's no guarantee that. No, I mean, it's who still, knows? still won't be the same situation. You know, it's, there's no sign of a, a vaccine or anything coming no. up soon. What I'm very be, surprised that they've done it like this. It would make so much more sense to just be like, right, we'll get, do it in England because we've got all the stadiums, we've got all yeah. the facilities, just do it there. But UEFA and all their wisdom have decided that this is the best way forward. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a classic UEFA. Um, <laughs> exactly, mate. Of course, we mentioned it a little bit earlier on, uh, the big news coming out of Chelsea this week. Um, we've been watching the Bundesliga a lot uh, mm. here in the house. Um, we're the only sort of football on TV over the last month or so. And one of the players that's um, really stood out for us is Timo Werner of RB Leipzig. And Chelsea have been moving in for him over the over the, closing in on a deal over the last few weeks, and they finally wrapped that up just uh, yesterday mm-hmm. afternoon. How big of an impact do you think he, he'll he'll make on the on the Blues? Oh, yeah, he'll be massive. I mean, Chelsea really haven't replaced Costa even when he left all those years ago, two two three years ago. Now he'll be he'll fit into that team lovely, especially with Ziyech coming in, Pulisic. And then the rumours, obviously, if they get Havertz as well. I mean, I saw on Havertz Twitter that he liked a tweet from a, a, a reply to Chelsea. Classic. There we go. <laughs> a, a Chelsea fan responded to um, Chelsea's announcement of Werner, and he said, "Announce Havertz," and Havertz liked that tweet. So, read read that. Yeah, what you will, very interesting. Very it interesting. sounds like to me that he's on his way too. And if that's the case, then honestly. They could easily go for the title next season. Yeah, of course. The, the transfer window will open at the end of the mm-hmm. season. But in fact, it opens in the beginning of August. I'm not sure if that would make him eligible for Europe by Chelsea in Europe. Anyway, no, I mean, so. well, I mean, they are, but the 3-0 three, the three three, yeah, exactly. and, and Leipzig are in, are in the Champions League, so yeah. I don't know how that will play out. You know, They've already qualified for the quarters, so I don't know whether he'll play that or, and then move or who knows what's going to happen. But £50 million is an absolute steal for a player of his quality. 
And I mean, I'm sure Chelsea fans will be buzzing mm. with that signing. Are you worried, Hiron? Because I know City haven't really made many moves in the mm. transfer market yet this summer, and Chelsea already look like a strong force. Yeah, they're looking very good. Um, I'm not going to say I'm worried because I think it's still uh, quite early days. I think we've still got a very good squad. Um, again, I think it's just the defence that we need to uh, bolster up on a little bit. But I think overall we are, we have got a very good team. Um, I think we'll be re-motivated next season. I think we have obviously let it slip a little bit, but I think we're going to go for it more. Sorry, Stevie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think we're going to go for it and um, bolster one or two positions, and I, th- I think we'll be up there. But certainly I think Liverpool will still be there as well. Yeah. I think they'll deteriorate slightly because uh, I think it's almost impossible to do what they've done mm. again next year. Uh, but Chelsea would be good. And I think even uh, even United, to mm. be fair, if they make the right signings, um, I don't think they'll win the league next season, no, no, but no. I think they'll certainly challenge it. And I think they'll it'll be the last few weeks they'll, uh, they'll miss out on. Yeah, I, it's, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'm in a competitive league for once, you know. Obviously, Liverpool won it by a million points this season. It was It was close last year, I'll give them that. But before that, it was just easy, easy, easy. So... Four, to have four teams who are really, really looking strong is brilliant for the league. And I mean, let's hope in the Champions League, you know, the English sides can do well too. Mm. Of course, that next season will start just two weeks after the <laughs> conclusion of this season. So, very, very quick turnaround there. Um, we touched on the Bundesliga there. Uh, obviously, we've all picked teams in the Bundesliga to support mm. uh, along the way. I was quite happy with Schalke get, getting a point yeah, on the weekend, bad, but then a, a loss in, in midweek. So, it's, uh, as expected, really yeah. from from them, I expect they'll may just get in the top half of the table, but not not much better on that. Um, Colne Hyren not looking so good. No, re- recent forms not being too clever. I think. Let me let me last look. At, they played yesterday, three-one loss to Leverkusen. They're on a bad side. But I mean, just looking at the fixtures here now, I think we've had uh, with the La- Union Berlin loss was awful. That was at home. Uh, draw of uh, Augsburg, and uh, we just haven't won a game. I think since the restart. It's is is relegation pretty... still still a worry? Should be okay. I think we're just over it, but we've got to be careful. There's two games to go, yeah. so I, th- I think we'll be fine as long as uh, Dusseldorf don't win their two games, um, and Augsburg and Mainz. I think I think we'll be fine. Uh, just a, just disappointing, mm-hmm. really. I, I adopted Cologne, and I think <laughs> they've I'll, been useless ever since. They, they've been useless ever since. But I, I've always wanted to go to Cologne, as you boys will know. Yeah. Um, How much is it with Ryan there? Like? Oh, something like twenty, thirty quid. <laughs> I think yeah. it's probably still cheap even now, despite all this. I know Dublin is, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I always support Cologne in in terms of the German league, mm. even when they get relegated, like I do with Las Palmas <laughs> and oh, in yeah. uh, La Liga dos. So, well. In contrast, Freiburg on a bit of a run, Rod. They're yeah, look, making a late charge for the Europa League place. Great results for us this week. 2-2 draw with Wolfsburg, where we sort of came from 2-0 down. Yeah. You know, could they, have won the game as well, to be Could fair. have won the game 3-2. Um, Wolfsburg had a goal disallowed quite harshly, but you know it is the letter of the mm-hmm. law with the handball rules in the Bundesliga. And then, you know, nice little win against uh, Hertha Berlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2-1 win. And, of course, we dealt you in with a 3-0 win over... Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg as well. Much so. and Gladbach looking good as well. Yeah, yeah, we were in decent form. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, we lost to Bayern, but everyone loses to Bayern, and now obviously <laughs> Bayern have won the league title. So is con- that confirmed now? Yeah, oh, okay. confirmed. Yeah, so yeah. Con- congrats, congrats to them. They're obviously con- you know their team is ridiculous, and I Eighth think title in a row. They, ah, for me, they're the, they're still the favourites for the Champions League um, with that with that squad. So we'll see what happens in August. Um, but yeah, fair dues. Wraps up Bundesliga. Two more games to go, and then. Focus on the Prem and La Liga, of course. Well, I was going to say, yeah, we've still got La Liga, Syria, obviously coming back as oh, well. Of course, yeah. Uh, La, La Liga, mm. second game back now. Messi already looking on it. <laughs> I mean, come on. His first <laughs> performance back was just an absolute joke. Two assists and a goal. And then obviously he scored the other night as well to, to win both games. I think they're looking good at the top of the table. But Madrid looks strong as well. But I think Lionel Messi is a joy to watch, honestly. I mean, it's 1p a month, that's all I'll say. Like, come on. <laughs> 1p a month to, to watch the best player of all time. It's that Premier Sports deal. Yeah, the Premier yeah. Sports so deal. Good. I mean, yeah, it's good to see. And, and he plays again tomorrow night, so, I mean, 
it's a Via Barca tomorrow. So I mean, we see. Yeah, we mentioned there Madrid looking reasonable, mm. not, not quite as good as Barca. Mm. I suspect Barca will go on and win the title, but it's certainly a tight one. And, it is. and yeah. the worry, of course, for City is Madrid. Are, you know, picking up form now, and as we mentioned earlier, with, with Hazard back in the side, there could be trouble when it comes to the Etihad in a, in a few months' time. Oh, everyone knows they're, they're a good team. I think even when we played them, they were starting to get into good form. Um, they're obviously looking very good now at this restart, but. Um, I think th- we just got to focus on ourselves. We have got to do what we got to do. Uh, if we play how we should play, then we're gonna give them a game, and we've already got the advantage. So they're always gonna g- bring a game to the Etihad. But um, let's just do what we can. I think we'll, uh, we can do it okay if we yeah. bring our A game. Yeah, I'm certainly me. very excited for that one in a yeah. few weeks' time. And of course, obviously, last night I just want to mention it as well: the Copper Italia final. <laughs> yeah. CR7 <laughs> bottling it yet again with a <laughs> dreadful performance, but. I mean, they lost on pens, and Ronaldo, being the arrogant sod he is, decided, oh, I'll t- I'll go fifth to score the winning pen and put my name in the headlines, and ended up not even being able to take one because they were already out and lost. I'm 40. sure he's done that before as well. Three times he's done it now. Three times. Three times he's done it. He did it for Portugal. I think. Did it for Portugal yeah. in the Euro semi-final. Yeah, he did it, yeah. and then he and obviously, it just, it's so frustrating. It must be so annoying as a Juventus fan thinking Ronaldo realistically is the best taker of penalties in the world. And he's putting his own arrogance ahead of his team yet again. I think it's shocking, but I always love seeing PR crying, so that was good to watch. So it's that as um, he's lost two Coppa Italia fa- finals in Italy, and that's already more finals he's lost or one game finals than he did at Real his whole time <laughs> Real Madrid. Quite interesting. I, I, honestly, I, I, you know, they've they've lost, they've won less trophies since he's joined. I think. He I mean, really has man. <laughs> uh, yeah, but according to the Ballon d'Or, he's the third best player in the world. Obviously, yeah. that's just not true. Yeah. But yeah, it's always good to see him in tears at the end of it, isn't it? But <laughs> just wanted to mention that, really. Moving on then this week to the Dorsey's challenge section of the show. Uh, Dorsey, got some more start one, bench one, sell one for us. Yeah, I do. So we'll start off with um, some classic goalkeepers. So we've got Jean-Louis Buffon, Ica Casillas, and Peter Schmeichel. Oh. I think with this one, I'm looking for what they achieved with their careers, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously very tough. Um, oh, this is a hard one. I think the career, the career element puts Buffon at the top for me. Oof, see, that's interesting for me. I think the longevity he had going mm. and playing at the top of his game till he was, what, 38, 39? Yeah. Like, it, it literally... 20 gra- years, gra- granddad, like, and <laughs> he, he spanned the career from the early 90s right mm. right up to almost the present day, you know, yeah. and um, and he, he pretty much won everything. So, no Champions League, though, mate. No, no Champions League, no Champions League, would have made, of course, which, which the other two did win. Mm-hmm. Um, but that World Cup in, in yeah. 2006, I think, was that would be the, the highlight of his career, I'm sure. Yeah. And um, even long after that, was the best goalkeeper in the world, yeah. I think. It's tough where the other two go. Mm-hmm. I think on overall career, I put Casillas head of okay. Schmeichel. Okay. Uh, but very, very, very tight. Mm. I think his performances for Spain and Barcelona, yeah. they... I, probably Schmeichel had the better highs along the way. But yeah, yeah. Mm. I'd agree with that. I think over, overall career, I think he, he goes ahead of me. Okay, fair enough, mate. I think it's tough with Schmeichel because obviously he didn't... Denmark, you know... He won the Euros with them, mate. But, you know... So did the others with, you know, Spain won the World Cup. Yeah, but Casillas. that Spain squad is outrageous. That's the thing. That's I'll, give you, the problem, I'll give you £20 yeah. pounds to name Denmark's on 11 <laughs> when they won it. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Like, he did <laughs> he did carry them to that. And I, 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 in my opinion, he's probably the best keeper the Prem's ever seen. Yeah. Comfortably. But then, so I, I, I don't feel comfortable letting any of them go. Really. <laughs> no, I think it's probably one of the worst ones, actually. This is, yeah. this is awful. Like, oh. Don't make them easy, boys. Don't make them no. easy. No, I think I, I really rate Casillas. I think he was Ooh. absolutely phenomenal mm. for that for Real Madrid and mm. Spain. But then I, I can't let Schmeichel go either. <laughs> And I, I, I'm Buffon sensational. <laughs> I, I've got, I'm going to agree with Mod. I think I think okay. I think Mod's gone well in terms of the longevity. I mean, he's he's probably saved goals, like potential goals from Maradona from the last generation and Lionel Messi this generation. Like mm. so, I think it, his longevity does it for me. Yeah. Because CS as well for what he's done for 
Spain and uh, Madrid for mm-hmm. a long amount of years as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a shame to save Schmeichel to go. It's grim. Yeah. I hate it because I think at his peak probably is maybe potentially better than the other two. But yeah, I yeah I that's that's one we're going with you there, mod. Fair enough, mate. I think I'm gonna go uh, Stark Casillas. Mm. Bench Schmeichel and then get rid of Buffon personally. Oh, me. Oh, which is that's a hot take and a half. Oh, it's t- it's, it's wow. tough. Wow. I think that's that's what my gut tells me. Yeah, fair. You got to trust your gut, yeah. mate. I mean, I, we I all know Dawes is going to start Schmeichel. So I mean, it's not true actually. <laughs> oh. I'm going to start Buffon. I'm, I'm going to start Buffon. Happy that, mate. Um, Schmeichel is. is on the bench. I mean, the Euros with Denmark, obviously the Champions League for us. In the in literally for the whole 90s, he was unbelievable. Sort of maybe Peter Peter down towards the end of you know early two thousands and stuff, but I still think he was top draw. Um, so yeah, I think Buffon start Schmeichel on the bench, but selling Casillas is obviously tragic because he's <laughs> won two years of World Cup and Champions League for days. But that's 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 the way it is. Um, so yeah, moving on to the the second one, I'm going for who'd currently have I think for these ones. So we've got Bernardo Silva, Thiago from Bayern Munich, and Bruno Fernandes. Had to get him in there, like. Oh god. So, so As, when you based say, on current, current, who would you so, have right now? So do you, have, do you have to put them in order, or do you just pick one of the three? So you start one, you just bench one, and you sell okay. one. Are we going like pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? Pre-pandemic. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously post. Who knows what's going to happen? That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably take Tiago. I'd okay. say. Um, and then it, it's tough between the others mm-hmm. because Bernardo's been in bad form. Fernandez has been in great form. Mm-hmm. So, but Bernardo, you know, last season he was sensational, really. Yeah. And he has had some good moments this season. He hasn't been on the same level, mm-hmm. but I think uh, I, I think I prefer to have Fernandez currently. I think he's got yeah. more potential going forward. I think I've got I've got to agree with you, Rod. I think that's grim, but I think uh, I think Fernandez has, has shown something incredible mm-hmm. over the last well the last few months, just before the pandemic hit, yeah. like. Coming in in January, he's really turned United around, yeah. single-handedly. And yeah, we know Bernardo's a great player, but he's just not showing it this season. And you got to mm. say, as you say, Dor, right now he's not not making the team. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. He's on I the mean, bench yeah, last night. So Thiago, he, he starts straight into the starting lineup. I don't yeah. think that's a that's a difficult yeah. one. He's performed so consistently. Yeah, he's been class for Bayern that you just can't leave him out. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously Hiron will disagree. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think in fairness to Thiago, I think he does probably have to be up there. I think I'd probably start him, um, mm. but. Wow. Because he, he is class, yeah. um, but I, I am gonna have to keep Bernardo on the bench because I think okay, he's not been in as good form, but I think if you still watch the guy play, he's still unbelievable. How he dribbles mm-hmm. the ball, how he can distribute it in the in the final third, I think he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Fernandez, as much as he has shown really good um, traits recently, I think it was only literally for two months at United where he was like top class because he hadn't been there for that long mm-hmm. but we have seen it with many players where they come to the Premier League and then they can maybe falter a little bit and I think mm-hmm. there's plenty of scope for Fernandez to maybe be like oh I don't actually fancy this league so um, on, on that basis and on the basis that Bernardo's been class for a few seasons for us I, I've got to put Bernardo uh, above him for me That's fair. I mean that's fair enough mate and you know Hats off. Obviously, Bernardo is is still a quality player, but I think it shows that for me right now, if you're picking a City eleven, he's not in it. You know, um, I know, but I mean, according to Pep, anyway, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I think, for sure. I think, yeah, Thiago. I mean, the guy's a, a joke, really. You know, we could have signed him in 2014, but Moy said no. Classic. <laughs> Classic United eleven of players. Yeah, oh mate, signed. honestly, we've yeah. had Cruz and Thiago at centre mid, unbelievable. But C team of players, you know, he signed to win the league. Exactly, mate. It's ridiculous, but I think Thiago has to start, and yeah, I think Bruno. It's really close between them actually, because I think Bruno's been phenomenal these last few months. He really has. He's so close to that starting spot, but I think Thiago is just for me that just that tier above um, the rest of them really. Um, but yeah, that was a very interesting, boys. So we've moved on to the final one. So we've got Marcus Rashford, Harry Kane, and Jamie Vardy. And again, I'm going who'd have right now. It's the all, England conundrum. It's right? literally it's yeah. the classic England. Who, so who we're, would you we're rather picking England, them for basically? club, not country. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it could be anything really. Who would you rather? You know, who would you want starting for you? And who do you want on the bench? Who do you want? Who do you want to sell? Because c- club or country makes a big difference with Kane. Does it? Does he turns up for his country? He doesn't always turn up for Spurs. Ooh, goal, I'm not sure about that. His record for Spurs is very good. Yeah, but he sort of. I'm not I sure about that. He, I, I think he plays much better for country than he does club. He scores more pens, but because England get more pens. 
No, he's he's a lot. There's a lot more to him than that. Thomas, come on. He takes corners, mate. <laughs> that that is still one of the worst managerial decisions I've seen yeah. by an England manager. I think to this day the memes are still being made about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm still. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm still scarred to be honest. But um, <laughs> scarred for life. Yeah, let's, let's not yeah. cover that one. I mean, the, the difficulty with Vardy is that he's very much towards the end of his career. Yeah. But I mean, he's um, top goal scorer in the Prem right now. He's top goal scorer in the Prem, but he's had a brilliant season. You got considered like. If you're building this club, but he's maybe yeah. got a year left in him at the top. Yeah, I guess so. How much longer has he got beyond then? Mm. You know, there's no guarantee he'll even be this good next mm. season. You know, maybe he gets ten goals, fifteen goals mm. next season. But after that, I don't, I don't expect him to get yeah. any more than that. So, interestingly, I think I'm going to start Marcus Rashford. Yeah, I think there's a lot going for him at the moment. Um, he he's had off days, non days, but as they all have, apart from maybe Vardy, I think him and Kane both. You know, a little bit intermittent at the moment, but I think Rashford's got a little bit of extra something that he can offer. Mm. You know, he, he can play in different positions. He can play behind the striker, yeah. play up wide, play up top. Whereas Kane is that more target man, yeah, a bit more one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. I think Rashford offers something a little bit different. Um, I think I will bench Kane, mm. and I'll have to not take Vardy, okay. unfortunately, mm. mainly based on his Tough age. One. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair I think, yeah, so I think I think for me, it, I mean, this this seems like a classic England conundrum, and that's how yeah. I'm going to base okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, given, I mean, obviously the tournament should have been the summer. It isn't, mm-hmm. um, but on the basis of the of the form that they've all been in. I think I'd have to. I'd actually be starting Vardy. Uh, I think Vardy's been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the top goal scorers in Europe. Yeah. Um, I think this season. Um, and his his pace is still there. His his eye for goal. Um, his link up between the other players around him as well. I think I think he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I think he uh, he has to be there for mm-hmm. me. Uh, then I would bench Marcus Rashford mm-hmm. for for that same reason. Um, is very versatile player yeah. can can play probably anywhere really on the front front three, um, and I think he's a good type of reserve as well. Bring off the bench if you need him. Uh, grim to say, but I think Harry Kane uh, misses out for me. Yeah, fair um, just just not yeah, just hasn't got the dimensions that the other two has, especially yeah. Rashford. So I think you're right. If you take like England this summer, it's got to be Vardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah for right. me, for yeah. me, I think you're probably right. There. I think two two four years time, I think you'll, you'll definitely see Kane there again, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know, mate. But Vardy for me. I think Rashford above. will be leading Rashford the line. Rashford will be leading the line, right. surely. I think. I think you can play both, but have a Rashford wide. Yeah. I think I. I think I'm going to go for. I think it's a different one again. I think I'm going to start Rashford, bench Vardy, and mm. then sell Kane. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you, Rod. I'm going to agree yeah. with you. I think Kane sort of. He he does have that sort of clinical goal scoring record. But I think as well, injuries have to play into your mind mm-hmm. a bit. Kane has got a woeful record with injuries yeah. and he really does struggle for form when he comes back from them. Mm-hmm, yeah. And you don't want to be building your club around someone that you don't know will be missing half the season. Mm. And I think for me, if you if you have Kane in your team, you've got to play a different, completely different style of football. Um, you know, he's sort of that, that target man up top, whereas Rashford and Vardy will make those runs in behind. Yeah. As well as they can drop deep and take some touches and sort of play it out wide again. So I think, yeah, Rashford has to start um, at the moment. I think he's a phenomenal player and I think he'll be United's number 10 for many years to come. And yeah, Vardy, he'd be brilliant to bring on. 20 minutes to go, he'd cause havoc for any defender, especially with uh, tired legs. So yeah, I think that's what I'll do. Quite a lot, quite a lot of differences there, boys. But Very interesting, yeah. That's, yeah, that's this week's start one, start one, bench one. More like week. Yeah. It did seem as different. I, th- I thought, I think last week's were probably more painful, but it was a very good yeah, one this yeah, week. Yeah. And the goalkeeper one for, was ridiculous. <laughs> I found that was too difficult. That was, that was one of the hardest ones yet, that one. Yeah. That was tough. So on, on to the Dawsey challenge then uh, this week. What have you got for us, Dawes? So actually, this week it's... Mr. David Morgan's challenge. Um, he proposed this to me a few weeks ago. Um, I'll let you explain it, Rod, if you want to go through it. It's a bit so, different then. Yeah, yeah, so this is slightly different to the sort of standard Dorsey challenge in that we're all going to have completely different teams because what uh, what we've done is um, taken the top 44 nations by the number of players that they've had in the Premier League and then we've each picked out 11 countries from that pot and then you have to use those 11 nations to form a starting 11 that actually functions. And <laughs> Which is t- very difficult, yes, as we all c- found out. Because as you get further down, you, they have less and less players, and the quality of the players sometimes diminishes. Sometimes you get lucky, and there'll be a nation that's had 20 players in the Prem, but they've had you know one or two standout players mm. in key mm. positions. 
or in my case, you're left <laughs> spending an hour trying to find a right back. Of course, the key was that it wasn't like we didn't pick down from the, the biggest nation to the smallest nation. Mm. It was just completely random. Yeah, random completely yeah. random. So, so there was a possibility you could end up with the bottom eleven nations yeah. under forty-four, yeah. or the top eleven. Yeah, there was no, there was talks of doing Champions League style pots. Um, but, that was my idea, but, but, but there was like <laughs> se- seeding quickly thrown yeah. away pot by one, pot two, yeah. pot he wasn't three. Happy with that. European coefficient was thrown away <laughs> as well. But we decided to keep it simple and, you know, embrace the sort of humorous side of someone having to. Well, in my case, me having to pick some three <laughs> awful players. I'm so, make... I'm so glad that it was your idea and yet you got the worst <laughs> nation. I'm, I'm still quite happy with my team. I think I've done a good job with yeah, a bad so hand. What have you got then, Rod? Run, run for your nations for us. So I've got I got Germany. Quite very happy with no, that one. Bad, yeah. Scotland, second most players behind England. Um, Austria, Slovakia, Colombia, Switzerland, Turkey, Sweden, Wales, Greece, and France. That's not awful. It's not not an awful one looking at it on the face of it, but then some of the nations really sort of lacked that standout player Mm -hmm. in recent years. So what I went for, I went for, use Germany for the goalkeeper, Jens Lehmann, Mm -hmm. you know, Maybe a little bit of Arsenal bias right there, but as usual. (laughs) But you know, keeper for the Invincibles, he was solid keeper all round. Like, and then I don't think there's been a better German keeper. Really, in In the Prem, yeah, in the Prem, yes. Um, I then went. I then had to go for a sort of back three with uh, wing backs, so that I could have a right winger effectively as a wing back because of my lack of. Because looking through my nations, I was faced with potentially having to use Bakary Sanya as my right back, oh and I couldn't bring myself to use France for that. So, yeah. so on, on my left wing back position, I've got Andy Robertson, mm-hmm. Liverpool, you know, standout um, Scotland player in the last few years. Um, my left centre back is Christian Fuchs, mm-hmm. Austria, um, you know, traditionally a left back, but playing him as sort of a left centre back mm-hmm. in this case, won the league with Leicester, obviously, and then. Uh, we move on to my centre back, which I had to use Slovakia for, and Slovakia <laughs> truly are a nation that has lacked a star in the Prem. So I have Martin Skirtle. <laughs> that is terrible. Name oh. a better I mean, Slovakia. I can't think of any other Slovakian. Name a better Slovakia. is the only one, but obviously he's only done for one season. Yeah, um, like. But I mean, Skirtle is shocking, dearie me. He, he he played for Liverpool for a number of years. <laughs> you know, it was awful. He was he was, de- he was decent. Oh, he was decent he almost time. won the league, I think, as well, didn't he? Yeah, he was his, his, his re- he was the reason they didn't win it. Uh, probably to be fair. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that was a t- tough one. And then as my my other my third centre back, I've got Davinson Sanchez for Colombia. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done a, he's done a job for Spurs yeah. um, over the years, really, and he. I couldn't really. I considered Falcao, but his time in the Prem was underwhelming at best. Mm. I mean, really. Davinson Sanchez has not been world beating. No, he's done, no, he's, he's he's done better than He's done a no. job. Yeri Mina was considered as well. Yeah, but, um, but I, I personally decided to give mm. Davinson Sanchez the nod over him. Um, and then on the right wing back, I've got Shakiri. Yeah. from Switzerland you know not really not much defending going on there not much defending he actually has played in a right wing back role before has he? I, th- I, th- I think he played it in a Stoke potentially I mean he could have done to be fair I've decided that I th- I think you know he's he's strong he's he's reasonably quick he could do a job there yeah I, I'd back that yeah fair enough and then I've got I've got a midfield pair in front of Tugai from Turkey what you know, a player yeah phenomenal for Blackburn hmm. like and then Freddie Lundberg from Sweden <laughs> Again, a little bit of Arsenal bias. Arsenal merchant. <laughs> I mean, he was he was a phenomenal player in the Prem for a number of years and one of Sweden's top players. I did consider Ibrahimovic, mm-hmm. but he I didn't feel he'd been there and mm. performed as well for as long. That's fair. As Lundberg had. Going for um, Olaf Melberg. Oh, as well. that's one that came to mind. For Olaf Melberg, centre half. Great, yeah. great centre back. Yeah. yeah, but I had a well. I, I sort of had a wealth of centre backs. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. defend- He's a good choice. To be fair, he's a good player. Very yeah. good player. I've then got sort of front three of. Ryan Giggs from Wales, you know, I think most yeah, most yeah. most Premier Leagues, you know. And then the Greece was a tough nation again. So I've got Stelios Yanakopoulos from Bolton. <laughs> he, you know, he was their top scorer in their 0506 season Fair. with how many goals? 9, but they they finished 8th in the league that season. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, yeah. Bolton were good back then. They had a very good season and he was a large part of that and so for that reason he he's you know, he's leading the lineup for me. And then 
you know, Henri's in there. Yeah. I've, There's I've, a surprise. This is Arsenal All-Stars. Yeah, literally, yeah. yes. Three <laughs> Arsenal players. Three yeah. Arsenal players. We've had some good players from Rogue Nations. Yeah. And name a better Frenchman in the Premier League. Yeah, that's fair enough, really. Yeah. Paul Pogba, mate. No. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm joking. Get I'm, out. Joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, so that's my um, team. It. I think I've done. I think I've done yeah. the best I could have done with the bad hand I was given. <laughs> that's not bad at all. That's not bad. To it's have. a good team. No. It's a good team. I don't team. think it would quite win the league. No, I think no, it'll no, get no, Champions, no. Champions League though. Yeah, I think I think the defense is lacking. Yeah, the, yeah. the front three would deal you in. But yeah. Interesting to not see the tactics rod that's actually on the phone this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the first time it's yeah, not yeah. been on the notepad. Yeah, mm. no, it was, there was too many tactics with the wing backs, and <laughs> yeah. the, the rotation between the wingers. It's quite a quite attacking team with wing backs and a front three. You know, yeah. Um, no messing about. Yeah. I, we need to outscore our team because the the back. <laughs> yeah, you're win five four yeah, is what yeah, you're yeah, doing. Basically, <laughs> five four is yeah. you know the, the standout yeah. score for us really. Well, fair dues, a very good team. Um, Who wants to go next? I mean, Hyron looks like he's ready. Well, I thought you were ready. Yeah, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go for it then. Okay, so my 11 nations were Romania. Uh, not not ideal. <laughs> Romania? Yeah. Uh, Denmark, you got a little bit of choice. Um, Serbia, Poland, oh, God. Uh, Cameroon. This is awful. Yeah. I, there I, are I, some standout yeah. players from there, There's a few. Um, I didn't always get a standout player in the team for other reasons, oh. but I had Nigeria, uh, Algeria, Portugal, USA, uh, Norway, and Uruguay. That's terrible. It's, probably, it's not bad, actually. No, I'm thinking about it. It's, 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 not, it's not bad, but fitting the um, puzzle pieces together was quite difficult. Yeah, I think that's worse than rods. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, there's some standouts for the big nations. I mean, the nations are great. There's a, there's a few but standouts, but I, fitting the puzzle pieces together was quite difficult. I think before we start, Iron, if your Kubu isn't in it for your Nigerian, I give up. <laughs> You might be upset, I think, oh. yeah, mate. Yeah, you, you do, you yeah. do your <laughs> <laughs> Right, if you haven't got Eto or Lorraine as your Cameroon, then... There's a lot of oh, choices oh, there, no. mate. Let's reveal, Let's reveal. Right, you won't be happy with the goalkeeper, The keeper boys. should be easy. Um, it should be easy, but I've had to think about how I'm going to fit it around. Oh, no. It's not Schmeichel. Oh. It's going to be... A... <laughs> What Danish player have you picked then? <laughs> you thought, um, you have Christian Eriksson. I've gone goalkeeper Pantelimon as Grim. I know. Oh, oh my God. goodness. What, what stood out for me was oh. his um, his muggery of Arsenal in, uh, <sighs> when they were playing against Watford. That can't um, be what stands about but, for time wasting. No, 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 no. <laughs> he, but he, he did do like a few good seasons in the Premier League, both with Sunderland, uh, I think Watford, and also City as well. I did I loosely won a City title. City bias. Lo- lo- loosely won a title with us in 2014. So uh, <laughs> I, I put him in there for that. He's not a terrible keeper. By I can't all believe means. I'm going to strike I think he's a very decent keeper. Uh, so I had to put him in there. Uh, so my Danish uh, player is actually Agger, Daniel Agger for oh, Liverpool. God. Grim. It's grim to fill, fill the gaps. It was awful. Um, but he was very good for Liverpool for multiple years. Um, very good was with he? long shots as well. I was very known for that. Uh, and there's also a tattoo artist. Not that's got anything to do with it, but it's his post, uh, post-playing career uh, as a uh, professional tattoo artist. picking players on the basis of being a tattoo No, 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 no. no but Class player, just thought I'd bring a fun fact in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, to distract from how bad this team is. Um, no, I, I like it anyway. You have then got Vidic, which I think speaks, yeah. speaks yeah, for you itself. Pick I, Matic would have been a good choice, in my opinion. Or but, Vanovic, but I think Vidic for me had to be in there. Uh, then for Poland, we got uh, Wasilewski. Uh, on the centre-back partnership as well. A bit bait as well. Again, there's not much you can do with Poland, I don't think. Um, but it was very good with Anderlecht. But obviously, um, came... sure, you could have gone Chesney and goal. Could have gone Chesney and goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either of them would have been... Pop Gregniak? But then, it was like, where, where, but then where do you fill that Romanian player? That's, yeah. that's the difficulty. Um, but he's very good at Leicester. Um, and I think the Anderlecht fans loved him there. Like, there's a whole coach full of them when he went, made his first game there. So, uh, had to be in there for me. <laughs> a did, whole did, coach. Did, did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, one coach. That's City, that's one City coach. Fan yeah. right one there. coach. Yeah. Yeah. Let, listen, listen. I'm in, I'm, fill a Zoom call the other day. I, I, I am desperate when I am doing this, but um, but it, it was all right, Leicester, to be fair. I'm a big part of why they got promoted. Okay, um, yeah. And first season in the Premier League as well. Uh, then Loren uh, for right mm. back. I think that was for Cameroon. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was quite happy with that choice. I think my fullbacks personally are quite good, uh, and obviously Vidic as well, great, very good centre back. Mm-hmm. So I think I've got a back, good, actually a, a decent back five there. In all honesty, 
Um, then obviously Doors ain't gonna be happy here for Nigeria gone uh, John Obi Mikel. Oh my god! Uh, he, he won everything with Chelsea. He won everything with Chelsea. Yeah, Snubbed he United. Do, he didn't do anything. Oh, that's what it is. No, 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 United, not not no. just that. But he did do everything with Chelsea. He was poor for Chelsea. Uh, I disagree, mate. I think early early days at Chelsea he was like very decent, and he had a sustained. No, he had a sustained career, mate. And he played. Uh, he, d- he wasn't always the first choice. There was I don't always, think he ever was. There was always, there was always like, players better than, him, but he always filled in yeah. every single year for about 11, 12 years he's always got I'm just a Yakubu merchant mate I... you, you love Yakubu he was very good but I had to put uh, Mikel there yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. Fi- filling my t- you got to remember some of the other nations that I've got on my team yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 Then for Algeria, not didn't actually go Mares. I couldn't, couldn't fit him. Not had to go Guardiola um, in the centre mid. Um, fun fact: I got goal of the season in the same season for both Forest and Wolves in 2011-12. Uh, first time I don't think any other player has ever done that got a goal of the season for two different clubs in the same season so uh, had to go in there for me with his, uh, yeah, but his those great goals of the season yeah yeah in Premier League well, I think um, Forest Forest and Forest yeah so I, I thought that was, that was worthy of it for me um, it was again as loose as difficult yeah uh, then I've kind of I've done like four two two two. It's a little bit strange. It was it was a very loose team, but I'm I, I think they give it a go. <laughs> it sounded um, narrow, man. It's getting worse. It, 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 <laughs> I, I I did go for Ronaldo in that more attacking mm-hmm. part of the midfield on the left. I I, I think yeah. he speaks for himself, yeah, good especially his Portuguese. His, his own, I had I had I couldn't not get him in there because he's one of the best in his prime. Was one of the best mm. players in the Premier League. Easy, so I had to put him in there for me. And uh, Claudio Reyna, um, one of the best USA players. Uh, my dad's rated him at City as well, played there for a good few years. Um, and was actually one of the best... He was in the best 11 at the 2002 World Cup, so... Fair enough. I, 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 American, I, did you say? Yeah, yeah. That was peak. Right, um, Claudio Reyna is quite good, I think, so... Had to be in there for me. Okay. Um, then you've got the two strikers. Um, Solskjaer... Uh, for Norway yeah. and Suarez for Uruguay, uh, I think both very good in their uh, own rights. Um, obviously, Solskjaer being a merchant off the bench, probably scored the most um, off the bench goals, I think. So yeah, yeah. Two goals, and Suarez his time as Liverpool was a joke. So it was a very it was, this. I found this was good. I, I mean, found this not, challenge not bad very given difficult. the teams you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think awful teams. There's obviously stars like like obviously Mares, I missed out and Yakubu. Um, I missed out some stars, but I had to fit the team. Yeah, it was difficult. Fair enough. I think, yeah, he did not not a bad job there. I, I, I've done as <laughs> I mean, I reckon that finishes on top half. Yeah, yeah, I give him. That. Yeah. I mean, that front three. I, 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 I mean, challenge, with Ronaldo behind him. Challenge your Europa League easy. That, yeah. With that front three, maybe with, with the with the eighth place condition. Oh no, I disagree. I think, I think the squad lacks a bit of balance. It does lack a balance. It does lack yeah. like the balance. It's grim. That's gonna be leaking goals. Yeah, <laughs> like, same tactic as Ron. Yeah, 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 you just, just score the goals. I've gone very defensive with mine. Um, back five, mate. I've got back five. Mate, it was yours are the back three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wing backs, mate. They they cover. Shakiri is not going to cover. He does a job, mate. He's he's a sausage. He's a he's a he's a sausage. He's a he's a he's a well built man like he he's a sausage he's built he would do a job he's a sausage that's my favorite i've never heard that i think that's my favorite rod comment ever he's a sausage he's a sausage mate (laughs) right doors what have we got for us what's the defensive setup so i mean i'll go through my nations um on paper they sound pretty dreadful if you ask me so we've got czech republic finland jamaica northern ireland republic of ireland ghana brazil argentina israel Morocco and Australia. Yeah, it's not great. So there's a, there's a few standouts, but that's pretty awful. I mean, the way I've, I think I've fallen into a few traps that I've missed out some big names um, just to fit things in, a bit like Hiram, really. Yeah. But in goal, Petr Cech, my Czech Republic player. Yeah, I mean, simples. Mm. Yeah. Second best keeper in the history of the Prem for me. Incredible at Chelsea. Obviously, didn't do really do it at Arsenal, but he's towards the end of his career and he's still putting some good performances. So I think he deserved the spot. I've gone for sort of three at the back as well. Sami Hippier. Um, from Finland, obviously brilliant centre half for Liverpool for all those years. Mm. Won three or four FA Cups and obviously in the Champions League team in 20, 2005. Um, alongside Wes Morgan, the Jamaican, um, obviously captain when they won when Leicester won the Premier League. No arguments there. And then I've gone Johnny Evans as well from Northern Ireland. Obviously United didn't really do it United really, but ever since he's left, he's taken strides to become for me one of the best centre backs in the league at the moment that's um, a solid back three that you know I mean yeah. I've, you know, there's no nonsense there a bit of pace I mean Hippio is quite quick as well so I think I quite like that and then wing back well not really wing backs but um, I've got Dennis Irwin from Ireland yeah 
for me the best left back to grace the prem wow. other no than Ashley Cole. No it's it's so hard. I had to leave out Keane, but wow. you'll find out why in a minute. Um, right back, I've gone Zabaleta um, yeah. from Argentina. Yeah, Again, I think the fullbacks are the key. The two massive nations, obviously, missing out with Aguero, but I think that back five is really, really solid. That's extremely strong. And I yeah. think Irwin going forward is always brilliant for us as well. Um, and then I've got sort of two, one sort of holding midfielder and sort of one guy next to him who's a bit more box to box. So the holding midfield, I've got Gilberto Silva from mm. Arsenal, obviously, Very as my nice. Brazilian. Brilliant member, obviously Rod. Rod loves him, so I think he's he's a brilliant addition. And then Michael Essien next to him from Ghana. What a, what a player he was for Chelsea for all those years. Obviously won three Premier League titles, won the Champions League as well with them. So I think that that's that's phenomenal. So and then I sort of got. Mate. So did Mikel. <laughs> oh, At least Essien started games. Like. Yeah, so did you, mate? <laughs> Just disagree. Years. No. Just no. <laughs> Um, and I've sort of got two cams behind the striker of Yossi Benayoun as my Israeli. Played obviously played for Arsenal, Liverpool, and Chelsea. So he's been around the block and and West Ham. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's a N- name a better Israeli. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tal Benayoun was the only one, but I mean, Benayoun was good for Bolton. I mean, those day, three right? centre halves I've picked are, are better than him. So I was happy with Benayoun and then Adel Tarapt as well for Morocco. Yeah. Brilliant for me for one or two seasons at QPR. Obviously. Probably the laziest player to ever play, ever play football, but his skills on the ball were outrageous at times. Um, so I think he deserves a spot. And then up front, big Mark, Mark Viduka, Australian, phenomenal for Leeds for all those years, and then moved that on to Middlesbrough. So I think Man, that's a class side. I mean, I'm, I'm looking side. at that. I think so I'm decent. very. I think, I that's, think that, that's definitely Champions League. Yeah, well, yeah probably yeah. Ch- t- for I, I think it would. I mean. I think the back five is so solid. Obviously, you've got Gilberto Silva and Essien in the midfield. I think the front three obviously isn't as good as, you know, maybe Rods or, or Hirons, but Viduka will always score goals and Tarapt and Benayoun have got that bit of flair in behind. So I think yeah. I've built a quite a good team there. I mean, I'd probably Jack Champions League, yeah. I think they'd... Uh, I don't I, know. I, I think, I think it's fair to say they could challenge. I yeah. think their defence yeah. would be absolutely solid. It's solid, mm. solid, solid defence. Great keeper and goal. It's just the front three. I mean, there's a lot of creativity, but maybe not the class of a Suarez or a Henri, but... I'm very happy with that. Yeah, fair dues, fair dues. So you're probably wondering where all the big teams yeah, have gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got dealt in. So I've got Italy, Spain, Belgium, England, Netherlands, Croatia, Ivory Coast, uh, Iceland, Senegal, South Africa, and Democratic Republic of the Congo. That's the only grim one. Yeah, I was seven top class nations. That was the 44 like, biggest yeah, one yeah, was yeah, the Democratic. Was. Yeah, thing. and like the other ones that are smaller, they still have a standout player. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I worked from the sort of smallest nations first, and uh, DR Congo, you've got the likes of, you know, Yusuf Malumbu, mm. Benekafobi. Even like Benny Beningami playing right now. <laughs> but I went up top for Lomina Lua Lua. Yeah, um, lethal for, for Newcastle and later Portsmouth in the sort of mid 2000s. I think re- regularly finished mm. on the top goal scorer charts. Ne- never really threatened to, to you know get a golden boot. Was always on that sort of 10, 15 mm. goal mark and, and was a very reliable striker. Um, he plays al- alongside my Italian player. Um, obviously, from way back in 96, 97, mm. Fabrizio Ravagnelli with uh, wow. uh, Middlesbrough. Um, no Zola, surprising. No, I, I, I considered him, but I think um, Ravagnelli's impact on that season alone was, was enough for it to do me. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Incredible player for Borough and really, really turned their fortunes around and yeah. went on for an incredible career with the, with the national side as well. Um, working back into the midfield then, I had to sort of ship a couple of those smaller nations off here. I, well, South Africa was a difficult one. You got maybe Benny McCarthy, who was in one of my teams mm. a few weeks ago. Quinton Fortune was was a potential. <laughs> he um, was terrible, you know. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but I, I settled on Stephen Pienaar. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Everton for the bulk of his career, but also Spurs and, and Sunderland. Uh, a real um, attacking player who offered some flair down down either flank mm-hmm. um, and he opposes uh, Mane on the other flank from <laughs> Senegal um, again quite difficult one actually Senegal likes of Demba Bar Papis Cisse even Mohamed Diame in, mm. in contention there but I think Mane's record over the last couple of seasons in the Premier League he gets a starting spot for me uh, the midfield pairing, I think, is I think it's unreal to be honest. Is Luka Modric alongside Gilfie Sigurdsson? Um, I think that's potentially you know 
a, a league winning centre midfield <laughs> pairing you know you're looking at Modric Ballon d'Or winner one of the best mm. centre midfielders of our generation alongside Sigerson who can pull a free kick out of his ass <laughs> any time of day like. loves it against United as well yeah love, loves uh, doing against United and you know I think Iceland was quite a, diff- quite a simple one he's only yeah. had to beat off Aaron Gunnarsson and Heide Helgeson. Heide <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnson was a shout, but yeah. uh, I think Sigerson for the free kicks gets in for me. Uh, moving to the back four, then um, I think this is a super strong defensive setup. But again, you, you're not going to see many goals conceded past this. You've got Cesar Azpilicueta, mm-hmm. a right back for Spain. Um, company. And Colo Torre as a centre back mm. partnership. I was wondering where your rivalry quote coach yeah, was now. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then Ashley Cole at left back. And I think wow. that's, that's a pretty solid back forward. Very solid. Not much you can get through there. So uh, similar to Dawes in a way, we've got many defensive to use those mm. those big nations up. Mm. Um, but I think that's, you know, you, we build off that that strong defensive base mm. and we can push forward and challenge. Uh, and then the, in between the sticks, I've gone uh, for Van der Sar, yeah. my uh, Netherlands pick. I think he, he was outstanding for Holland for a number of years and for United. Mm. Again, that mid-2000s period, it was, it was the peak. And uh, I don't think he's going to be conceding many goals on that side. No. Fair play, mate. What a team that is. Good um, to see uh, two defensive merchants and two attacking. Yeah, yeah very very very, very, but nice mix of teams there. Yeah. I'd love to see like a pot of four of, uh, going against each other, sort of who would stand out there. But... Um, that was brilliant, brilliant teams. I mean, I think if Rod had those nations, you'd have an Arsenal eleven basically. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you'd find a way to find an Iceland- Icelandic Arsenal player who played three games for you in '92. But very, very good teams. <laughs> yeah, very I interesting mean, boys. You're letting Scott go under the radar for picking three ex City players as well. Yeah, that is true. To be fair, yeah, yeah. but it had to be done. I had to leave out Roy Keane. That's grim, but I, and, yeah. I, I did what I had to do for the, for the balance of the team. I, I didn't have a great card, like like Rod did as well, and we just had to do what we had to do. Mm. I only picked one Swans player, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who are you going to have? Like Leon Brisson in centre mid? Like? Could have had Wilfred Boney up front, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. <laughs> could I meet you, Zufi? I can yeah, meet yeah, you. Yeah, could have done, mate. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, that's about all we've got time for on this episode of the podcast. We've got one more podcast coming for you next week uh, before we have to vacate our premises here in Bath. But we'll be trying to bring you plenty more updates over the summer as the season's played out and into the next season. We'll bring you a, a virtual meetup of They Think It's All Over. But yeah, that's it for today. This has been They Think It's All Over, and it is now. Mm-hmm.